What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Sanchez of The Bad Promoter coming at you on a Wednesday night. Before I get into the heavyweight division in boxing, the drink of the night is a Pacifico. Yeah, I'm sitting back uh, recording this pod, drinking my drink, and watching the Lakers and Warriors at the moment. All right, everybody. So, uh, you know, this is a common theme that I've talked about um, often, uh, both on the podcast and in written work. But boxing, just they can't help themselves, you know? They're like uh, that good friend of yours that has a good time, um, you know, is pretty cool, has a lot of potential, whatever. You know, you, you always go out and then uh, they, they just can't help themselves and something, something goes wrong. Um, they're un- unable to, you know, fulfill on the stuff that it's pretty much right in front of them and it's firmly in grasp. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. It's it's frustrating, like, just seeing what's going on in boxing at the moment. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Um, how it looks like that's going to be a fight we're getting next because uh, Deontay Wilder won his arbitration. So we're not going to get uh, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua next. But, uh, yeah, so I was listening to Max Kellerman speak the other day. Uh, on the Bill Simmons, po- oh no, Ryan Rosillo podcast for The Ringer. Um, so, you know, Bill Simmons is uh, somewhat involved uh, from an overarching theme. But anyway, Max Kellerman was speaking about boxing, and uh, the quote went something like, you know, boxing is everyone's favorite sport, they just don't know it. And uh, he referenced people are walking down the street, someone's playing basketball, someone's playing baseball someone's playing tennis, name whatever sport you like. And then there's also a fight going on. Where are the people going to stop and look? They're going to look at the fight. I thought that was a a really cool, really cool way to think about it. Because that's true. I I think he's completely right. People are going to stop and watch that fight. Um, So when you have a sport like boxing, which is, you know, stand-up combat, no takedowns, no wrestling, none of that. Just straight up punching and not and trying not to get hit. So when you have a sport like that, that's you know should should be like extremely popular, should be um, you know probably higher up in terms of the amount of viewership at the moment and uh, the amount of popularity on say social media, whatever. However, met- whatever metric you want you want to look at, they should be one of the most popular sports in the world right now. And, of course, they are popular. There's uh, a lot of fighters that make a good amount of money. The promoters obviously make a ton of money. But when you compare it to NFL, when you compare it to the NBA, even still the MLB, um, UFC, if you want to get really close with it, all these sports are just uh, talked about by a much younger audience on average and uh, just have a better capability of uh, being covered. Um, People are interested in the fantasy aspect of those sports. So, I don't know. There's just a lot of things that those sports have done to evolve um, in terms of uh, sport and fan engagement and boxing. uh, On top of not really doing that, they just can't help themselves in terms of the political aspects of it. You know, you have the promoters that don't want to work with each other. There's no one to hold anyone accountable because 
it's essentially a sport with no um, owner. It's not under any management, so there's no one to lay down punishment or a Dana White to, you know, kind of get the, kind of get the promoters and the fighters to work together to get those fights that everyone wants to see. You know, something like a Earl Spence Jr. and Terence Crawford or Osbert, you know, talking about right now. Um, Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. Fights like that, for whatever reason you want to name in terms of uh, the money, um, promoters don't want their fighter to lose because they have long-term deals with them, and if they lose in their popularity, uh, you know, free falls, then they're not going to get a proper return on investment. So, you know, you just have promoters that are out there for the money. The networks are like, hey, we want to we wanna showcase you only on our network. And, of course, the win-losses equation applies to them as well. And then the fighters, they look at a guy like Floyd Mayweather who somehow found a way to uh, maximize his earning potential and literally make the most money out of any athlete for professional contracts when you when you don't include uh like endorsements and stuff like that he made he's made the most money off of the athletic ability of him of himself and uh, how he was able to manage his career and get the right people in his corner that could lead him towards his aspirations uh people look at uh floyd mayweather and i'm talking when i say people i'm talking about his fellow fighters they're looking at him and they're like okay i need to not have an L on my record. I need to... I guess that's like the pretty pretty big one that uh, relates to not getting these fights put together. People aren't willing to take risks. Of course, there are um, tons of... Well, I don't want to say tons... Yeah, tons of examples where people aren't scared. But we're talking from a lens of uh, the best fighters in the world, the most popular fighters in the world. There's trouble with some of that, and it's very frustrating. You mix in the promoters as well. There's just a few different, uh, you know, uh, variables to the equation that kind of create a negative outlook on the sport. It's just, it's honestly crazy to think about because, what, back in the early 1900s, uh, Shit, boxing was probably number one, number two sport in America. Um, horse racing was probably the other. There was a lot of betting involved, and it was just one of those true events that people could get excited for. And boxing, you know, they still have the event aspect of it, um, and the capabilities to broadcast this to the whole world but I think the main issue is what we talked about earlier how boxing hasn't been able to adapt to the younger audience appropriately uh, the promoters getting in the way and the politics of boxing stopping certain fights from happening when you when you have that as a shadow over the sport it's just uh, impossible for them to uh, finish it and uh, 
be where they want to be in terms of popularity when you have other competition out there that's doing what you're not doing. Especially someone like the UFC who is going to catch that combat sports friend that's on the edge of deciding uh, what they're going to watch each weekend. So it's it's interesting to think about, honestly. But it's just really frustrating and put in a perfect example of Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. Um, I mean, this is... This is uh, an event that should be put together uh, because obviously we would get the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. I mean, who wouldn't want to see who the true baddest man on the planet is? And of course, they want this fight to go down. The promoters want this fight to go down. The TV networks want this fight to go down. There's just two sides that can't come to an agreement on uh, how those details are going to be laid out. And it seemed like we were at a point where it was pretty close and it was actually going to get confirmed, confirmed. Not that, oh, Eddie Hearn saying I sat down and uh, spoke with Bob Aaron in top rank and we have a date solidified. Uh, I spoke to um, people uh, in Saudi and uh, I have a venue locked up. Uh, Tyson Fury and... uh, Anthony Joshua, they, they want this fight. No, we want some concrete, set in stone, put in writing. This fight is signed. It's on this date. It's on this network. It's at this time, and it costs this amount of money. Until I see that, man, I'm just going to be disappointed. <laughs> um, and right at the 11th hour, when you think this whole situation is about to be resolved, We have Deontay Wilder news that uh, he won his arbitration and he's entitled to a third fight with Tyson Fury. Man, um, it's been quite a long time since that second fight, uh, which I guess is good for Deontay Wilder, but Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua took so much time to see if they're going to be able to get that fight signed that... Right when we go through all the work and get to a point where it might actually happen, boom, this news comes out. And it's just so disappointing. Um, I guess to make it worth it to fans, I I hope Deontay Waters somehow can pull off uh, an amazing feat and knock out Tyson Fury, give him his first loss. Because if it's anything like the second fight and it's a complete and utter domination by Tyson Fury, I'm going to be so disappointed that we had to waste that much time, risk injury to him and or Anthony Joshua um, from whatever his next fight is going to be. It, it's just, it would be a disappointing situation. But if Deontay Water can win that fight, that'd give uh, him his his belt back, and Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua would be the logical next fight, and I think uh, American TV networks would love that to happen. Okay, so there aren't any official details on when that fight will happen or not, so for now, the news is just that according to the arbitration winning this fight is going to happen by September 15th. 
So we'll see. Uh, we'll sit on the sidelines for now, and once it becomes official, uh, we'll talk a little more about it. But Anthony Joshua, in the meantime, will likely have to fight Alexander Usyk. Um, as you can remember about him, he was the undisputed cruiserweight champion, moved up to heavyweight, had two fights there against, uh, I would say, I don't want to say true lower, lower level competition, but competition that isn't on the caliber where everyone expects Usyk to be. A lot, there's a lot of expectations out there and that he could be a true heavyweight contender, um, and his first two fights at the heavyweight division haven't been against contenders. So, obviously, we don't have an answer for where he actually sits in the division, but it looks like we'll get that pretty soon because Anthony Joshua is likely going to have to defend his belts against him. Now, this would be easier to put together pretty quickly because both fighters uh, fight for his zone. And uh, that's one equation out of the way. And I think both guys do want to fight each other. I just don't think Anthony Joshua would obviously want to fight him right now because he obviously wants that Tyson Fury fight. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Yusick is someone that utilizes his jab pretty well. And uh, Anthony Joshua, while he's a good boxer, um, he'd have to do some... uh, quote-unquote chasing around the ring as Usyk moves around a lot he has pretty good movement he's really athletic so I think early on uh, I don't know if yeah he'd probably I don't know it'd be it's tough to say because his activity would probably be a little lower he'd probably have to do a lot more moving because he'd have to consider Anthony Joshua's uh, power and strength Uh, so it'd be interesting to see how those fights are, I mean, how those initial rounds are scored. But nevertheless, I think he'll give uh, Joshua some problems, maybe for the first four or five rounds. And then Anthony Joshua, uh, I think, would eventually overpower and I think knock him out. But that'll be that'll be an interesting fight to see. So if these fights get delayed, obviously the one I'm talking about is Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. If that gets delayed and uh, we get... The trilogy of Fury and Wilder, and we get the fight between Joshua and Usyk. As long as both those guys come out with the victory, um, that that's all I can ask for, and I'll be happy. Because uh, I think Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua at that point, they can get through this next challenge, will be like, alright, look, we gotta get this shit signed, because fuck all that sitting around. We need to get that shit done. So, we'll, we'll see what happens, uh... I think the heavyweight division will naturally sort itself out and fans will find out uh, if what they thought of Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury is true and they'll become they'll come out victorious against these uh, other contenders and hopefully get a fight by between them by the end of 2021. Um, now in terms of uh, the overarching theme of how boxing can be saved and uh, right the political wrongs that they're in um, and the ne- and correct how networks interact with each other, how promoters interact with each other. I think uh, there just needs to be some sort of agreement put in place that 
helps solidify who the true champion is within the division. I think sanctioning bodies need to uh, make it kind of understood that when there's multiple champions out there, there has to be a priority to get them to, you know, fight each other and uh, unify the division. Um, Of course, there are a lot of unifications right now, but I think if you have the sanctioning bodies, maybe offering more money to get that put together um, in terms of the, the fee for the fighters, the fee for the promoter, they can somehow work the dollars and cents in on that end. I think promoters would naturally be more inclined to follow Fighters be like, all right, fuck yeah, like, let's get this fight on. Um, I think that's something that they can do that can help save boxing because if that issue's out of the way, that's uh, one less uh, variable in the equation. And we'll be closer to getting the best fighting the best, fighting the best all the, all the time. Not just within certain divisions. And with some of the more popular ones, like heavyweight, welterweight, divisions, uh, probably the two most popular out there, at least historically, we won't have questions with those divisions that, you know, kind of have the big money guys that everyone loves, everyone talks about. Um, I think once we get to that point, if we can ever get to that point, they'll be able to get that fan base going. They'll be able to get younger people uh, more involved with the sport. Um, But for now, all we can hope is that the fights that have been sitting on the sidelines uh, will get up and get running pretty quickly. We'll, we'll see what happens with uh, this heavyweight saga between uh, these four men. We'll see how it gets situated. It's always possible that Deontay Wilder will take accept uh, set-aside money. Usyk previously um, agreed to that stipulation, and um, if Wilder does as well, then... I guess that's one less hurdle, at least for the time being, that can help get Fury and Joshua up uh, a little quicker. But until then, um, all we can do is complain. <laughs> of course, uh, you know, there there is a really good fight this weekend between uh, Jose Ramirez and Josh Taylor. This will be for the undisputed 140-pound weight class, uh, junior welterweights. This is a fight I'm really excited for, and it's cool for a, a few reasons. Uh, first, this fight's going to be on ESPN, which is insane. This is a true pay-per-view event, um, and a fight that if it was on DAZN, you would have the option to either buy it as a pay-per-view or get the subscription and uh, watch fights for the year. Now, that's, that's a fucking big deal that it's on ESPN, because as long as you have cable... That's essentially free. So I hope everyone's tuning into that. Uh, Man, this is going to be a tough one, but if I had to make a prediction, I'm predicting Josh Taylor. I just think uh, he has a little bit more um, ability when you uh, take true skills into consideration. I think Jose Ramirez is more of uh, the fighter sense, and Josh Taylor is more of the boxer, so... I think he'll become victorious. and uh, This fight has a lot of potential to be fighter uh, fight of the year. And uh, whenever the talk is about a fight potentially being fight of the year, it generally is true. So I think we're going to 
we're going to have a good one um, on TV this weekend. So I hope everyone's tuning in. It's, it's going to be exciting. Uh, it'll be cool to see like what happens after as well because uh, it's possible you get someone like a Tiafimo Lopez being willing to jump up uh, to 140 to face him or possibly they'd vacate and uh, just move up to 147 themselves and fight someone like a Terrence Crawford. So it'll be interesting to see how it gets played, how it plays out uh, after the fight. But man, until then, we, we got to sit down and watch this fight and, of course, talk about it next week because it's, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a really good fight. And uh, I'm excited. That's, that's what boxing needs to continue doing because we're going we're gonna to get an undisputed junior welterweight of the world. And, you know, boxing just... They just need to get these uh, divisions settled and have one true champion and try to get that person to, to fight the best um, going forward in terms of uh, how he defends that belt. So, you know, this will be something good to look forward to, and uh, it shows that not everything is all bad in boxing. All right, everybody, that's the pod for the night. Appreciate y'all as always. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, keeping up with thebadpromoter.com and for following on Twitter and Instagram at thebadpromoter. Let's have a great rest of the week, y'all.